0: Good evening. Welcome in to State of the Tigers, powermazoo.com's weekly Monday night show brought to you by James Carlton State Farm Insurance. There you see it, carltoninsurance.net. I talked to James Carlton earlier this morning. He is very excited about your 7-1 and one Missouri Tigers. He's also very excited to talk to you about your insurance needs. You can get in touch with James At any time that you want to, at that internet address, carltoninsurance.net, you can also call him at 314-961-4800. James is going to get you the best deal he can on your insurance. And if you just get a quote from him, he is going to donate $20 towards Missouri's NIL efforts, something that has certainly been going well for the Tigers, NIL. NIL. Also, frankly, the football season. We bring in Gerard Hamilton. Now, it is the bye week. We do not take the bye week off uh, Monday night show because, uh, look, you don't take weeks off when the team you cover is seven and one and number 16 in the country. Um, I Not a lot left to say really about Saturday, Gerard. Uh, they needed a half to beat what appears to me to be a pretty bad football team.
1: And that's what good teams can afford to do mean, no, if, if you can, what, what's it called? Work, uh, work smarter, not harder. I mean, 100%. if you can, I mean, now that's not what they, they should be doing, but I mean, uh, it, it, applies, it applies here. I'm saying as far as like taking, you know, quarters off and halves off, they, down the stretch, you're not going to be able to do that. But if you can get your work done, not have to do as much, I, I get it. So, uh, I mean, they it feels good for them, seven and one going into a bye week, going into the Georgia game. I mean, this feels like a much better bye week than last year when I think they were two and four. So I'm happier <laughs> too. If I'm going to work, at least they're good. At least are, they're better in the bye week.
0: Well, and look, I do want to say there are days I work a full day, but I'll take all the half days I can get, man. I, 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 I can get a lot of things done in half a day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and if you I can get it done amen hey uh they want to invite you guys throw up your comments your questions whatever you got we'll get get to them uh as the show goes along um we're gonna be here we're gonna be here a lot this week we're gonna be here tonight uh Gerard and I are gonna be here on this same channel at four o'clock on Wednesday a few minutes before from St. Louis University High School Ryan Wingo plans an announcement I'll be here with Sean Williams talking recruiting on Thursday and uh I think that'll be it for this week, but we will see. Just put a video on the front page with Clint Cosgrove, um, previewing that Wingo decision. Um, so hey, it's a good time for you guys to like the show, subscribe to the channel. If you subscribe to the channel, you're going to get alerts when we go live, so you don't have to know in advance when we're doing it. You'll just get a little pop up message on your phone Hey, Power of Mizzou's live, check out what they're doing, and you can come do that. So to me, Gerard, this is this is about looking forward. Um, first off, like injury wise who who's this bye week most beneficial for do you think i mean chad bailey's the only guy who didn't play but there's a lot of guys kind of dealing with with some bruises and things like that where do you think this helps missouri the most to have a week off
1: three important positions i mean you can make a case for all three of these players d rob ennis and uh cody D-Rob and Cody have been playing extremely well, you know, despite their nagging injuries. D-Rob with the calf and Cody with the quad. But, I mean, one week of not getting beat up and having to push off those, uh, off your legs and whatever you got to do for those positions, that can always help. Ennis a little bit more just because the nature of his his injury. Plus, Drink said uh, one week it was left side, one week it was the right side. He didn't start last week. Um, he did play 37 coverage snaps, 45 total. So he, he was in there a good a good amount, but another week to kind of you've seen how he played, he played well. Now he gets a, you know, gets the bye week to rest up for for Georgia. This is let me tell you something. I looked up Georgia's stats earlier. They have nine players with at least 100 receiving yards. And I don't remember ever looking up something like that, that yeah. an eight-week mark and seeing that. Um, they'll pass it to just about anybody and they'll make some play. So they're going to need Ennis in week 10. Yeah,
0: they, they got a lot of guys. They're better at throwing the football than people think. They got the number three offense in the country. Um, so uh, it, really now this is – I feel like – I said this earlier. You might have to carry this show, Gerard. This is my fourth podcast or radio show today. Like it, it's all the same, man. I'm just saying the same thing. So, <laughs> I said this earlier today. Um so I feel like if if you told Eli Drinkwitz at the beginning of the season, okay, look, you've got to play Georgia. And you've got to play Georgia on the road. You, you, you don't have any choices. You're playing a game in Athens, Georgia. But I feel like if you told him that, and then you said you can set up all the circumstances other than that, he would say, okay, I want a week off before we play. I want them to have to go away from home and play a rivalry game the week before we play them. I want the game during the daylight hours. I don't want to play there at night and just, Oh, by the way, like I don't wish injury on anybody, but if their best player maybe missed that game, it wouldn't super hurt my feelings. Like in other words, if you got to go play the number one team in the country in their house, that. Everything else sets up as well as it can possibly set up for Missouri in this game. And that's not saying that's not setting up me picking them or anything. I'm just saying, if you've got to play this game, a lot of other, a lot of things around it have to probably kind of go the way Missouri wants.
1: Yeah, that's pretty ideal. Although I think the next best position would be if the bye week was a week after this game, also going into the Tennessee game, that'd be a home game for Missouri Tennessee's playing, At Kentucky, um, that's a team that gives them issues. That's a team they, like we've talked about, you know, for like a year or two, at least, you know, with me, that usually Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri, there's a teams in the middle that are just like whatever. that you can just jumble them up. Uh, Maybe the bye week would have worked next week as well. But consider for your specific question, yes, everything lines up exactly as it can, except that it's not a home game. But it not being a night game. I think it's a little bit bigger because the sellout crowd at 11 a.m. or 2.30 or 3.30 Eastern time versus a night game. Whole different atmosphere, whole different, especially versus the number one team in the country. So um, they've they've got everything going well and they don't have any major, major injuries. It seems like it's like we haven't heard of, you know, there's no Brady Cook injury or nobody lost for the season that, you know, probably would have had an impact on this game. So right. things work. Hey, well, and
0: the other thing about avoiding a night game is coaches and players will tell you they hate night games on the road because they fly in on Friday. Like they're getting there Friday afternoon and they're doing their walkthrough and all that. Then they're going to be back at the hotel. And if you're back at the hotel, say 630 on Friday night, like you've got 24 hours in the hotel. You got nothing to do. The, the, kids are sitting around watching college game day or playing video games or whatever, but like, they're just sitting there all day waiting for that game to start and uh, you know, probably take a nap or something, but uh, coaches would love to play every road game at 11 AM. So Georgia and Florida this weekend, I think that's a two-thirty CBS game. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll be watching that. What do you think is best case scenario? Like who should Missouri want to win this game?
1: Um I can make cases for both. I probably lean towards Florida just because I mean hold on. Georgia is what 4 and 0 or 5 and 0. They're 4 and 0 in the league right now. 4 and 0. They would is be 5 and 0
0: if they beat Florida.
1: Uh and then never mind. I just thought about it. you probably you're probably rooting for Georgia just because it just They would just have to worry about Georgia. You finish, you handle your business in right. um, week 10, then that's that's all you got to worry about. I mean, after that, then your focus becomes Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas. But you can worry about that when you get there. Um, Florida, they can mi- mi- mix some things up. But I honestly think at the same time, though, Florida beats them. You feel like there's just some type of wiggle room down the stretch to, to sneak in yeah. and win the division. And I've looked at Florida's schedule earlier today right in my column. I don't think they got one more win this season that I think they got, and that's Arkansas. I think they'll lose versus Georgia. I think they lose versus Missouri, and there's another Florida team. State. They play Florida State. Yeah. yeah, I'm chalking all of those up to losses except uh, the Arkansas game.
0: So I understand the argument for Florida um, because – If Florida wins this game, then Missouri can't be eliminated from the East by losing to Georgia, and and I get that. That makes sense. It keeps everything on the table, even with the loss. I understand that part of it. Now, here I go against it for two reasons. First of all, if Florida wins that game, Florida actually leads the SEC East. If they win that game, they would be four and one in the division. Georgia would be four and one in the division. Florida would obviously on the tiebreak over Georgia. I just think. The fewer teams that are in the mix, the the more simple it is. I mean, just get Florida out. Get Florida uninvolved in this. Get Tennessee uninvolved in this. Because Go, you're going to have to beat Georgia to win this division. Like, you're not going to Athens and losing and winning this division. It's not going to happen. The other reason, I think, is it, it, I, I think Missouri will have Georgia's attention. But if Georgia loses to Florida, like, Right now, I think Georgia kind of knows, hey, we can probably lose one and still be okay. I mean, obviously, they're not trying to lose a game. But they know they can probably lose a game and still manage to get to the SEC title game, beat whoever comes out of the West, and probably still make the playoff. If they lose that game against Florida, then they know we can't lose anymore. They know if we want to do this 3 p thing, everything we want, means we can't lose, and I think you get pissed off Georgia at home, which I think may not be a great thing. If I'm Missouri, I want Georgia to win this weekend.
1: Yes, but you said, you know, you want to get rid of all the teams as quick as possible, basically, which I, of course, I get that. At the same time, if you're telling me Florida's in the mix and Florida's not that good to me, that doesn't really matter if they're in the mix.
0: (laughs) But if Florida beats Georgia, that has to change your mind of whether Florida is any good or not.
1: Nope. Because what have I told you and told everybody this whole year, styles make fights. So like the MTSU game, I like things that MTSU did and you kind of seen some of that. Now MTSU talent wise is they're not near Missouri, but I could see what would give them problems. I don't think Florida is that good. So even if they beat Georgia, that could be their lightning in a bottle moment or whatever. Everything could go right for them. doesn't mean they're going to all of a sudden beat Missouri. I mean, remember, we we keep forgetting that it's Graham Mertz leading this team, that it's, that it's the same team that got destroyed by Utah, which is a pretty good team. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Florida's going to be doing all of that, even if they got lucky and beat Georgia. Well, I'm
0: just saying, if Florida beats Georgia, they've already beaten Tennessee. They've already beaten South Carolina. They would own virtually every tiebreaker in the division. Florida beats Georgia. They become the favorite to win the
1: SEC East. And Missouri would probably crush those dreams. The same Florida that, that was down 10 versus South Carolina, the ones that got ran over, I, um, nah. I mean, again, I can back and forth. I'm 50-50. You're probably just watching the game and saying, you know, they're probably going into it thinking Georgia's, Georgia's going to run over them. But if Florida wins, I don't think they'll be mad. But um, – and also to your point that of getting pissed off georgia they've already had their close game which was auburn i don't know how many close close games they have every year where you're like oh man that was well, kind of close
0: and and i'm kind of arguing against myself here but like last year the week before they played at missouri georgia had like a terrible game where kent state was like pushing them in the third quarter i mean it was it was bad and we all thought uh oh man georgia going to come in here taking care of business and they did not
1: true but so i'm looking it was 26 13 at halftime with kent state and they won that game 39 22 it's not the same type of close i'm talking about they weren't yeah. ever in danger of really losing that game That's it was just like true. why why kent state was more of the thing with the auburn game and with the missouri game last year it was kind of like oh no this is you guys better tighten up in the in the second half and the Stretches down the stretch in the fourth quarter, or you will lose the game. I think those are two different things. They've already had that close game. Um, I don't know how much of the the pissed off Georgia thing would would play a factor. I I,
0: I do wonder if, how much of a factor last year plays
1: though. Like, well, that's one thing, but I'm also thinking at this point, does it switch from or it, it could probably be an addition? But does it switch from well, this team nearly beat us last year, or do you kind of? Forget about that and say, what does this team do right now? They're a really good team now. Like it could have been that all offseason, like, oh, remember this team, blah, blah, blah. But now they're actually a good team. So do you switch your focus to that? Or is it, you know, fuel to the fire, however that may work?
0: Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna break down plenty about that game, you know, next week. Uh we're not gonna get too deep into it here. Uh, but all right, so so we kind of do this every week. What's the What's the threshold now? What's the what's the okay, this is a successful season from they're sitting seven and one. Is eight is eight and four now a disappointment?
1: Hey, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um what we So Georgia, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Arkansas. And Florida,
0: Arkansas.
1: Yeah. That means you went one and three to end. Nah, yeah. you can't 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 be doing that. That's out the window. Um, so nine
0: nine and three is is that the floor?
1: It's at this point. It's kind of like it's one of those things where, uh, remember that commercial with the old man and he had the dollar? And he's like, you got to be quicker than that. It feels it feels like I don't remember it, that. You don't remember that commercial? It was, it was just a couple of years ago. I think it was like a Geico or a State bar. I don't know okay. what it was, but um, like nine and three would be all right, but it would feel like something is missing. Like there was a special season setting up and you would just hope that they could get over that Tennessee hump. Um, that that probably may be that game that they also may lose if they lose to Georgia. Um, nine and three would just feel like eh, but it would still be good. Definitely an upgrade over last year.
0: Yeah. I don't think anybody would be upset at nine and three. I I, I think maybe they would be like, really close to to yeah that's if, what
1: i mean like it'd be like ah, i was almost there and i didn't you know they didn't capitalize but if it. you
0: went and won a bowl game and finished 10 and 3 i think that would like for, for that, sure that, for sure that would change a lot of minds um obviously 10 and 2 everybody's gonna be happy with 11 mm-hmm. 1 everybody's gonna be thrilled with um you know because that means you're if they're 11 and 1 they're playing in atlanta against old miss lsu or uh or alabama and and Think everybody'd be okay with that happening. Um, but yeah, I, I look at so I saw something today that projected on a neutral field that Missouri would be a twelve point underdog to Georgia, which that seems about like I feel like we've said it's probably gonna be about two touchdowns next week.
1: Yeah, yeah when you first said it, I was just like, ah, but yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. yeah.
0: What do you what do you think the line is the next week against Tennessee? In Columbia.
1: They I think the odds makers would maybe still be backing Tennessee, honestly. Um, maybe by like two, two and a half. I don't think that's how it should go. I, I think Missouri should be favored, but sometimes trends take a long time to kind of get to the point where you're just like, ah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Now obviously there's some there's there's two weeks that could change this. Yeah. Um Tennessee is at Kentucky this weekend, so if if Kentucky were to win that game, it definitely changes it. But let's assume Tennessee wins at Kentucky, and Missouri is competitive but loses at Georgia. I'm going to say Missouri by a point in that game because it's at home.
1: Well, you I, said it t- would
0: be the line.
1: You said if Tennessee Tennessee I'm
0: beats gonna... Kentucky, Missouri is competitive but but loses at Georgia. I think Missouri oh, okay. is favored by a point when Tennessee comes here.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, we're in the same oh, ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. I mean, if it was me, I think I'd probably at this moment would we'll probably have it like minus two, minus three for Missouri. But yeah. I haven't – and also I haven't looked at the lines that far out. I don't know. Right. But my guess yeah. is it may still be favoring Tennessee. But I, I don't yeah. know.
0: I think, I think you and I will differ on this one. If you set a line today for Missouri-Florida,
1: where do you put that? Mm, I haven't watched much Florida. I just know they're not great. Probably like minus six and a half.
0: Six and a half. They were favored by seven against South Carolina. I think it's less against Florida. But I'd go four and a half or five, somewhere like that. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then – then Missouri would be favored by thirty-seven against Arkansas right now. So that's that's the line <laughs> on that one.
1: Uh, ah, yeah, that probably that probably be a rough one.
0: Yeah, and, and look, who knows what Arkansas is going to be by the time they roll in here? Honestly, I they could be they could be five and six and playing for a bowl game. They could be done. They they could be they could be two and yeah. no, or
1: two and what, nine. What the, I think they were what a two and five, two and six, they're two and know. six
0: right now. They've lost six in a row.
1: Sheesh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it ain't great, man. It ain't right. great. That's uh, tough.
0: I, I, I don't really expect to see Rocket Sanders all year, so we'll see. Uh Wait, I, I, well, where 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 is he? He's hurt. I don't know exactly what's wrong.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I was I was just wondering to myself, how do you lose six six games and he's on the field? I just thought yeah. he was getting locked up. I haven't seen any of Arkansas yet until uh I can't tell, but tough break for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not great. So we're going to run through some of your guys' questions uh, by week. We're not going to probably be here for a full hour uh, besides Wingo. Is anything else happening on the recruiting front this week? I mean, not that we know of, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the coaches are out on the road and checking in on commitments and, and I'm sure they'll make St. Louis and Kansas city stops and stuff like that. But there's nothing like imminent that, that we know about that, that anybody's announcing other than Wednesday afternoon. And, Again, we will be there. Let's see. Um, okay, Scott wants to know if you beat Georgia, can you expect a New Year's Day bowl game? I think definitely.
1: Well, consider they would need to finish the season out how we expect them to. If you beat a Georgia, well, but for sure,
0: no, because because I even think, I mean, if you beat Georgia, like you can lose to Tennessee or Florida, you're still going to be ten and
1: two. You're yeah, still going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They would have to finish the season still relative to what we think. You can't, you know, falter and lose something They're weird right. or something like that. But yeah, New Year's Day bowl game, which in my mind, I probably shouldn't be thinking like this, but in my head, I'm starting to think which destination am I am I gonna be at? That's yeah.
0: Well, I could I, I, I I have ran through today. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, if you know, look, if they go If they win the East, they're either going to be in a playoff game or they're going to be in one of those New Year's Six games, whether it's the Orange Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, whatever. I mean,
1: they're going to be in New Year's. Do you know which one is for the playoffs? Which two are the playoff
0: games? I I knew earlier today, and I have since forgotten, but I can tell you in a minute, I'm pretty sure the Sugar Bowl is one of them. Um, but yeah, I looked it up earlier today, and uh you're gonna have to give me a couple minutes. Uh I know this is great podcasting. Um, of course, the thing I'm looking up is in reverse uh, chronological order. The Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl are the national semifinals this year. Um Rose so Bowl that and leaves sugar- the f- Fiesta, the cotton, the peach, and the orange as like the at-large ones. But if Missouri wins the East, they will play in one of those, whether it's a playoff game or a New Year's Six game. Here's the thing, though. If they don't, like if they finish second in the East, even if they're 10-2, and two, they very well might not get in a New Year's Six Bowl because the, the SEC is only getting one playoff team this year. In all likelihood, the only path to multiple playoff teams in the SEC is Georgia going twelve and zero, Alabama winning out, and then Alabama beating Georgia in the SEC title game. That, that's the only way two SEC teams are getting in.
1: Also, oh, you mean the the, the normal in formula? The but, and, yeah, but, right, but yeah. the normal formula, just a, yeah, I mean <laughs> one of them beats the other in a title in a, cha- a conference championship, and they both get in. Right. But Basically, they got to follow the I mean,
0: Greg Sankey script. Um, for that to happen, but I mean that's pretty <laughs> narrow because because Alabama still got LSU. I don't think Alabama beats LSU. To be quite honest with you,
1: I've had LSU pegged to win that game for for me, but Alabama is just so interesting. They're just an interesting group. I've, I I can't just, wait to wait see that game though.
0: So so let me yeah. ask you this: Let's say Alabama runs the table, finishes eleven and one. Let's say Missouri's—I don't care—nine and three, ten and two, whatever you want to put it. Who's your SEC coach of the year?
1: Because
0: if Nick Saban I'm, gets this team to eleven I'm, and one in the title game,
1: here's what I was going to say.
0: I'm thinking about it.
1: Coach of the year, if it's ten and two, not nine and three. If if Missouri goes ten and two, you give it to Drink for the. Just kind of flipped the program around. It's got buzz, all the good stuff. They're probably going to be a highly ranked team. They stay probably in the top 17, 18, or whatever. Um, but if Alabama goes 11 and 1, I mean, it should be saving pretty much every year, it feels like, to be honest. I'm not, yeah. not going to lie. But it's. So if Mizzou goes 10 and 2 and Alabama goes 11 and 1, I think it would.
0: I think it'd be Drinkwitz in that case.
1: It, yeah, it'd be drink. It'd be drink because of. I still think voter fatigue. That's where voter fatigue would probably get well, someone. And, and like also, saving.
0: like to be fair, the coach of the year tends to be the overachiever award. Like if yeah, we thought you were going to yeah, suck, and you didn't suck. You yeah, nobody thought Alabama was going to suck.
1: Right, right, yeah. The fact that I think preseason, I was saying like, oh, they may they may lose three games in the like. Right. What Missouri would do at during preseason to be like we only lose three games? Yeah, <laughs> so, well, and, yeah.
0: so yeah, if Missouri does end up like if they if they lose to Georgia and Tennessee, end up nine and three, that's where I think if Saban gets that team to the title game,
1: yeah, yeah, I, think Saban I wins it. Yeah, I, I, it's just so hard because when you realize like big problem quarterback, but then everything else still elite.
0: Yeah, like but I mean that most
1: things. But yeah, I get a what good you're saying.
0: Job getting that that team. Yeah, like that's a better team that wasn't. The only other guy that I feel like is under consideration right now is Lane Kiffin. Like I think I, if, if if El, if Old Miss finishes strong, I mean they're six and one. You know, if if they were to get to ten and two, some eleven and one. I mean he he'd have an argument too
1: yeah oh what if a game if it came down to like 11 and well i don't know they've they've played all of them already but they somehow yeah yeah um if it was like 11 i don't know if it's possible 11 and one old miss 11 and one bama 10 and two it's possible Missouri. okay yeah um
0: because it, here's what old Miss Ole Miss is six and one they've got Vanderbilt a m at georgia. Louisiana Monroe oh. and at Mississippi State. So well, like they're he'd probably and losing and in Georgia. But if they beat yeah. AM at home, they're probably 10 and 2.
1: I think they they could they could win that game. Um then yeah, if they yeah, if Ole Miss isn't finishing eleven and one, or if like Missouri finishes 10 and two, I think it's with the award, pretty much. Yeah. 10, 10 is the magic number.
0: Yeah, I agree. If he wins 10 games, I, I think he'll win it. Um you know, and I know people will be mad. And say, well, Saban should win it every year. He has the best players. He's done a good coaching job this year. Uh, you sure. know, at, at least at, at least so far. Um, let's see. Uh, people are asking for phone calls and tailgates in uh, in Athens. Um, look, I, I'm, we're not running a tailgate. Somebody somebody may have it. Uh, asking about rooting for Georgia or Florida. We kind of covered that. Um, Let's see. Got uh, more questions about didn't see Pete on the injury report. I mean, he just didn't play, guys. They just rode yeah. Cody Schrader. There's not like a big secret here, I don't think.
1: Yeah, it just he's the hot hand. I think three of the last five games had 100 yards rushing. He's got four on the year, I believe. Um, I think he's got like eight touchdowns during this four or five game stretch or something like that. I, I forgot what I wrote in the article the other day, but he's he's balling. So, He's just going to keep playing, and he's getting yeah, a bye he, week to rest up. So he's going to—he's definitely going to keep playing.
0: Yeah, he's been playing really well. Uh, Kyle says that Cole Kublik was saying that uh, Armand Mimbo is one of the best tackles in the country. Do you think he has a chance to go pro after next year? I, I guess it's possible. I mean, he started as a true freshman.
1: Yeah, um, past tackles—I haven't. I'm not going to act like I've been paying attention to the offensive line. Like like that to, to especially know, especially
0: offensive lines outside of Missouri's. Yeah,
1: right. And Cole, I know he 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 does the tape work, so I'm gonna leave it yeah. to him. But um, he's definitely a physical specimen. I did see a, a video earlier of him of Armand just running through somebody the other day, so I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've gotten this question a lot. Will game day go to Mizzou, Georgia? So I think it's possible um LSU Bama is that day um Washington USC I think is that day which it's possible but US I
1: thought they go to the game they cover though usually
0: no they 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 kind of quit that because uh, herb oh, okay. Street herb Street's always flying all over the place um
1: yeah 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 um, so uh,
0: Washington USc is possible but it feels like a lot of Blooms come off USC here's actually what I posted on the board. That I could see them doing that week. Like they've been to Bama a lot, they've been to Georgia a lot. I could see that week being James Madison at Georgia State getting James getting game day. Like James Madison's a really cool story. Georgia State's six and one. James Madison's unbeaten, but they can't play in the conference title game. Those are the top two teams in the Sun Belt East. I could see, you know how sometimes they just like pick a, a smaller yeah. place to give them some exposure. I could yeah. see them doing that for James Madison Georgia State that week.
1: That makes sense. I mean, I could I could see that and I I don't know if they'll they'd be calling that game, but no, just yeah, the bro, game they, no, that that the game a, think uh Yeah, I can see it. I they
0: think, I think James Madison Georgia State's on the CW right after like NC State Pittsburgh. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. That's they put that one. Um so and you know, it's it's. I said this too. If it if Georgia Missouri was in Columbia, game day would be here. I think because it's a new place. Like they've been to, they've probably been to Georgia forty times. You know, and like this might not be the biggest home game Georgia has this year. Um. So, but if it was in Columbia, it would be kind of a yeah. different deal. I think game day would definitely come for that. that makes um, sense. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, is it an overreaction to say this is the most underrated staff in the country? I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend to know. Like if you told me, if you picked a team and said, name their defensive line coach, there is zero chance I could do it outside of Missouri. So
1: I don't Exactly. But, but they have been playing well. Um, and I was thinking about this earlier, uh, before we got on the pod as far as just like, uh, See, Jerry knows CC. I, I try a little bit, man. I try. Um, but as far as uh, Brandon Jones, I was thinking about him and how well the offensive line has been playing, how disciplined they've been the last couple of weeks straight. Talked about bringing the officials to practice. That's obviously helped. But it's just about more than that. We've talked about it this year, you know, in the press box a few times. When they're not doing silly stuff with the penalties, they're actually all right. They're not yeah. doing bad. Brady Cook can kind of think a little bit I asked Brady the other day just like how does that kind of help your rehabbing your injury and still playing at the same time when you don't have to worry about getting it because I remember vividly versus Abilene Christian last year when he got destroyed and he lost the ball and it was a touchdown and that was a week after he tore his lay room and we remember seeing him go through the tent and it was like Why do we feel like he's going to the tent? Not to get checked out, but just to yell because he looked very frustrated on the sideline. Like, I feel like that's a thing. So I guess shout out Brandon Jones for kind of getting that offensive line in in order and kind of paving the way for Cody Schrader to have one of these type of years he's having as well.
0: And I I feel like maybe, and I'll include us in this, I feel like maybe we were guilty of being a little too critical of the offensive line for the first five or six weeks. Like, the penalties were a thing, but like just playing and blocking – They've been improved all year. Now, I think they've taken it to another level. Um, All right, so I want to address this. Levi says, I'm legit confused why people are still doubting Missouri, even our own fans and media. Georgia hasn't done this year to impress anyone. It's not the same team that won in that. Look, I will agree. Georgia is not as good as it has been the last two years. I I agree with that. They are still – like, I'm just going to – I don't think it's doubting Missouri to say that Georgia is going to be favored by two touchdowns in that game. I mean, Missouri can win that game. I don't think Missouri should go to Athens-Georgia wetting its pants, worried that it's going to get beat up. But Georgia will be favored in that game. like That's not doubting Missouri.
1: Yeah, just because you have respect for someone else doesn't mean... You know you're not respecting yourself. But let me read some stats for you guys about what George is still doing: averaging 40.1 points per game at seventh in the FBS, 509 yards of total offense at third. They allow 262 yards per game at six, allow 14 points per game that's seven, and they've outscored their opponents 281 to 98 this season. I mean, they they've earned, and they haven't lost a game in like three years they've earned more than enough respect. So it, it just is what it, it is.
0: I think the argument of Levi and some other people is, well, Georgia hadn't played anybody. And that's a somewhat fair criticism. But let me, let me read you who Georgia's beaten among Power 5 teams. They beat South Carolina 24-14. Well, that's not a great win. Missouri beat them 34-12. That's not a great win either. I mean, it's the same team. Um, Georgia beat Auburn 27-20. That was closer than it should have been. Auburn's not all that good. Georgia beat Vanderbilt 37-20. Missouri beat Vanderbilt 38-21. Georgia beat Kentucky 51-13. Missouri beat Kentucky 38-21. I'm just saying it's the same teams. And I wrote about this this morning, and it's not disrespect to Missouri, but the reason Missouri is ranked 16th, the reason they are ranked behind a lot of these other teams with one loss is that their best win is not as good as a lot of other teams' best win. Like their best win this year is what? Probably K-State still? Do we think? K-State or Kentucky?
1: K-State probably, just probably. because they and were like, unranked in the way they won.
0: Right. It's a good win. I'm, I'm not saying that's not a good win. But if that's your best win and you start stacking up against, you know, Washington beat Oregon, Ohio State beat Notre Dame and Penn State. Um, Some of these other teams, they just do have Utah beat USC. Some of these other teams have a little bit better wins. Missouri is going to get its chance to to get those wins. Just the way the schedule broke, they haven't really had that one that that makes everybody outside of Columbia go, oh, hang on. Now this is real. Um, you know, and not bad wins. And, and look, I, I've said that I think Georgia's a little bored with the season because I don't think – like, I don't think they think these games really matter. I think they kind of start paying attention when they get to the SEC title game. And maybe you can take advantage of that. Uh, look, I, I don't think either of us is saying that Missouri has no chance to win in at Athens.
1: Right. Right. Um, also, I want to put in there, when you're – like, when you're a Georgia – and you're the best team, it's hard to say who are your, who are your best victories because everybody's underneath you. For example, <laughs> right. the Detroit Lions, they beat the Chiefs. They can say, you know, we have beat the Chiefs, which are the best team. It's hard for the Chiefs to go around saying, you know, some, some similar victories because everybody expects the Chiefs to basically win everything. So yeah. I feel like that happens with some of the teams above Missouri. There's only so many more teams those other teams can beat.
0: Right. When you Georgia has created this standard that, like, unless you win every game 51 to three, you haven't lived up to that standard, you know? Right. So, um, yeah. uh, Jason's asking if Missouri loses both uh, Pete and Schrader. They are both done after this year, they can't play anymore. Uh, Tavoris Jones and Jamal Roberts, both. Like, are in line to come back. We make no promises. Jamal seems, I've, I've seen some pictures of him. He seems pretty happy. I, I would fully expect him to be back. Who knows with Jones? We'll see what happens. But uh, Missouri's going to get at least one running back, and I would guess two running backs in the portal this year.
1: Yeah, right. And on top of that, also, guys, because uh, I know I feel like it's coming or somewhere in those comments, someone's saying, Well, why don't you play them? You've said this before, they're playing for this year. So no, there's there's just no time if this maybe if this was last year, even still last year, they were trying to get to a bowl game. So you've got to play for this year, put the best players out there to win right now. And if, and I bet Jamal Roberts is happy. He gets to be on a winning team, gets to be behind some veterans who are who are producing like there's no pressure on him. So that seems like a good situation for him.
0: I agree. Um Christian, uh, appreciate the appreciate the super chat. Uh, how big of a loss is Brock Bowers to Georgia? I believe the tight end versus our safeties is our biggest weakness. And is this an advantage, Missouri? I mean, Brock Bowers is a – he's their best player, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you don't just – like I don't care how good Oscar Delp is. He's not Brock Bowers. It's like Noah Gray might be a great tight end. If Travis Kelsey goes down, the Chiefs are worse. I mean, there's so they are worse without Bowers on the field than they are with him on the field. Um, But like Gerard said, they've got a lot of dudes they throw the ball to. I mean, they're having games with 13, 14, 15 guys with the reception. It's kind of funny. Bowers wasn't putting up big numbers the first four or five games. Then he put up huge numbers for about three or four games before he got hurt. Um, But it's a big loss. I don't think there's any question about it.
1: I mean, yeah, like you said with the Kelsey thing. You lose Kelsey, it's it's uh it's a uh oh type moment. So losing Brock Bowers, that will be that's something they'll have to they'll have to work through, but I'm sure they've played these situations over and over, losing a key part person for a game or two or whatever the case may be, and they're like what thirty and 0 in the, I don't know how many games or the last couple of years.
0: And a a lot of times, like, Georgia fans probably know the backups, but we may not know the backups, right? I mean, Oscar Delp's pretty good. Who knows? They might have some other guy. Because I remember in 2014, news broke on Friday night that Todd Gurley was suspended and was not making the trip for Georgia to Missouri. And, man, I even – I picked Missouri. I said, okay, Gurley's out. I think Missouri wins it puts, this game. On Nick that Chubb showed up and ran for two hundred forty yards.
1: Wait, is that? Could it only be my favorite running back, yeah. Nick Chubb? Yeah, it was. Um, and, it was. And crazy how he's. They've had some great running back rooms. Crazy, he's he's definitely to me the best. Um.
0: He's good for sure. Good. I mean, I go back to. You no, know Sean Moreno, and they've had a lot of dudes. Chubb was really good, though.
1: Yeah. Ch- yeah, Chubb, Chubb is Chubb's guy. Did Dom – did Dominic Lovett hurt himself by transferring? Well, I would say when you know you're going to Georgia, the, the piece of the pie you get is a lot smaller than when you're playing at another other school and you're the folk, you know, focal part of the yeah, offense. If, but.
0: if Dom went there and expected to have 900 rushing yards or 900 receiving yards, then that just wasn't very smart. I I don't. I I mean I've got to think that the wins and the chance to play for a title were part. And look, I don't know, man. Maybe the kid just wanted out of Missouri. Maybe sure. he just maybe he just didn't want to be here anymore. Um, sure. And if that's the case, but I I did look up this morning, and you probably know this, Geron, that Luther has exceeded the catches, yards, and touchdowns that Lovett had.
1: That guy's different. Yeah. That guy is, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Guy, that guy is uh, And that guy is different.
0: When 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 Dominic transferred, I did have some people from St. Louis tell me, look, Dom's a good player. He's a good receiver. Losing him, you don't want to lose him. But they said, Luther Burden is a much better football player. And I, I think that's been shown this year.
1: That's for sure. Well, I don't know. I thought, to be honest, I didn't think that was that much of a secret. Like, it didn't show last year, but I was thinking he's a true freshman. But, like, I thought we all kind of knew, like, that guy is probably. I
0: mean, the the potential was there and all that. We hadn't seen it on the field, I guess, is is the.
1: the True. But to me, if you're a true freshman and you lead the team in touchdowns. Yeah. You you know something. You know how to do something. And that's one of those expectations where we all do it. You can kind of say, well, yeah, I expect that to get better based off of this. So, yeah.
0: Uh, Jared brings up a good name, Garrison Hurst for Georgia. For sure. I I was just
1: talking about this recent era. This recent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because we all know the best one played in like 1982. I mean, Herschel
1: is. Herschel. Oh, yeah. There's only
0: one that only needs one name. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, uh, Jason wants to know if there have been any bowl reps at Mizzou games. There have been a couple. Um
1: I can't remember. I think last I felt like I've seen a pretty big bowl game. Uh person. yeah, there
0: there have been a few. I tend to not pay a ton of attention just because yeah, I, don't, know,
1: we I don't know, know what it means.
0: what the bowl games are they're contracted with, so I, I don't really, you yeah. know.
1: I, I don't know. Them being there, I, I kind of I'm trying to wonder what what do they get out of it, especially this early in the season. I mean we're in the second half of it, but it still feels like there's so many things that can change for a team and stuff like that. So I I don't know. Yeah. What
0: Jason brings up a good point. What helps Burden is a healthy and upright cook. That's fair. Like Dominic Lovett didn't play with this quarterback last year. True. True. Yeah. So it's worth mentioning. I yep. uh, think it's worth saying that the Theo Weiss for Dom trade might work better for this offense. It, it's possible. It's possible. So. But also like – they'd be a better team with Dominic Lovett here than they are without him. Don't you agree with that?
1: In addition to Theo right. Weiss. Yeah. Yes. yeah, in addition um, to Theo
0: Weiss and Mookie Cooper. And-
1: but as I've been saying, Dom playing the slot, you can't have him and Burden do the same thing. You just right. – yeah, right. Dominic would have had to be in the slot. So Theo Weiss being on the outside, being that red zone threat, that's something they couldn't really – it wasn't the same as last year. So I think it works better in that regard you and can have a different piece there.
0: And honestly, who knows? Maybe that was part of it. Maybe the offseason plan was, look, we're putting Luther in the slot. And Dom's like, then I'm out. I don't know. I'm just throwing things. I, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, But that that seemed like it made sense. Like we could kind of feel like he's got to get more touches. How do you get him more touches? Got to put him in the slot.
0: Yeah, no question. So, um Yeah. Uh, I feel like we are going to have to come up with a lot of different ways to talk about and think about this game over the next, uh, next 12 days, but Hey, that's fun. Cause it, it means people are excited about it. I mean, I looked at the schedule. It's one of really probably three games in the country that everybody that day is paying attention to. Um, it, it, it kind of sets up honestly, like almost SEC semifinal Saturday. On uh on CBS that day with the East in the afternoon and then the the big game in the West and I no disrespect to to Florida or Tennessee or Ole Miss who are all somewhat still involved but the winner of those two games um certainly have the edge up uh, before we go hey big news man we're gonna get to see Kirby Moore and Blake Baker in person on Wednesday they exist
1: oh my gosh wow. Yeah. We,
0: yeah, that's, I think we even get to ask them questions.
1: Wow, is it Christmas in October? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to talk to them, ask them. Got some got some questions. Been wanting them for a minute, so that that'll be cool. Yeah,
0: yeah so appreciate the chance that We'll talk to both coordinators on Wednesday. We're going to leave straight from the football facility and go to St. Louis University High. But Gerard will have some stuff from from Moore and Baker at some point later in the week after we get the. uh Ryan Wingo stuff done Wednesday night. Again, make sure to come back here. Um, hit hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, you'll get notifications. But come back here Monday or Wednesday, I'm sorry, right around 345, 350. Assuming all the technology, everything works at SLU. Um, you know, we're gonna get there early enough, get set up, make sure everything works. And uh, and we'll be live here with Wingo's announcement on Wednesday afternoon. I'll be back with Sean Williams Thursday. So plenty of stuff. Um just Gerard wants you to know before you log off that David Hall loves you, man. So,
1: Ah, oh, man, I appreciate it. That's nice. I don't know how many times we get those, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: I, I feel like that's the first time anybody's told us they love us on this show. But guess what? Oh, sure. If Missouri's 8-1, and everybody's going to love us on the postgame show.
1: Of course they are. Of course they yeah. are. So We're going to write nice. the
0: best stories we've ever written, and everything will be great, and I'm going to have to take out a loan to fund our postseason travel.
1: Oh man, yeah, my uh, post game write up was just going to be uh, Dateline, uh, Missouri wins, period. Greatest article I've ever written.
0: Best story you've ever written. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out. Um, it, once again, if you're watching on YouTube, James Carlton's information has been scrolling across the bottom of the screen. James has has been a good partner of ours for a couple of years. He makes uh, he he allows us to do as many of these shows and hang out with you guys as as much as we do. Make sure you look him up at CarltonInsurance.net. Um, you can also get in touch with him on the phone if you would like to go that route. Three one four nine six one forty eight hundred is James's number. You talk to either James or somebody in his office. Just get a quote from him. He's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL collective, but also he's going to do the best he can to get you a good deal. He's going to talk a little Mizzou football with you. Make sure you let him know you heard about him on Power Mizzou. Uh, Hit the like button. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys.